Jella. Hi. Hi. Hello. I'm Morgan. I'm Evan. Nice to meet you, Evan. Nice to meet you. He's the new co host. Yeah, I'm the new co host. I killed the other two. And we don't need them because we have you, Evan. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Content and Chill. Yes, where we content dump and chill. What are we talking about this time? Today we are talking about TMNT. Do you know what that stands for? Teenage Mutant Turtles? Mutant Mayhem? <laughs> we both saw the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from yes. Seth Rogen. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And of course, we're going to talk about... You know what? Actually, scratch that. Today we have wiki, a, wiki, wiki. <laughs> a unique episode because what we originally intended to do was create the same content section that we normally do for you guys. But this time we were like, you know what? What if we're like mental health girlies and we like do a little nighttime walk and also talk about the scariest shit of my life. I was so scared that whole walk. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get some nature sounds, a little bit of delusional <laughs> vibes. Okay. You're going to enjoy it. So thanks for being here. Welcome to Content and Chill. Welcome. How how are you? How are you? We just had a cute little conversation, hangout. Yeah, we really did. It was nice. Yeah, I like you forgot we were recording where we were, we're here to record. We're in here in our current new location in our studio. It's so beautiful in here. So green. So green. I, I love, love a place with windows. No, same. Yeah, I do. That's why I was like, it is worth all my money. I just needed, I wanted to put plants in here. So I needed the window and they're doing so good. I'm like so proud of myself. I'm kind of like are those real? scared. Yeah. Yeah, those are beautiful. All of these, them are real? Just these three right here. Yo, that plant looks crazy. It's so It cute. has like a red hue and it's beautiful. Uh, I got it from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is a really good plant plug. Yeah. Because they're like pretty affordable. Yeah, I need to. Well, when I get my new apartment, that's when I would think I'm going to get plants. But not right now. I feel like I kill every single one of them. Plus, I feel like my current space, my current bedroom, like there is something that's absorbing energy there. And I just think it's really killing everything, including myself. Got to get out of there. Yeah, I got to get out of there. Now I remember why I originally wanted to leave. Not for all. But it's in the works. It really is in the works. you're, You're making the plan. Yeah. What else has happened recently? Into this beautiful place called Kappa. Or Kappa. Kappa. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it was like a coffee spot. It's like combined with like a church, but like the whole building is really beautiful. It had like these giant windows. Even the little area was so like professional. I love it there. What was that a uh, coffee spot that we went to in Arlington? Insomnia? No. Insomnia. There, that used to be like a rave club. That was like open till 7 a.m. in Fort Worth. But anyway, inclusion. Inclusion. I knew it was like an I, but it reminded me kind of like had inclusion vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Kappa in Irving. Irving. It's technically inside of the Irving Bible Church, but I was telling Saint over here that like. Um, It's Evan now. Oh, I'm sorry. I was telling my boy Evan, my homie Evan. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you know i love that place and every it's kind of close to my work so anytime i have like a gap in my day i go out there because it's like 
again, it's like super high ceiling, super big windows. They have these ginormous fiddly figs that are just Italy. absolutely, they're absolutely thriving. The coffee is fucking delicious. It was. I had something called like what? Uh, strawberry Days? Strawberries and Dream. Yeah. It was delicious. So good, right? I cannot believe that you can mix like a coffee base like that with a strawberry. Like, Me neither. Yeah. I've always been scared to try something like that. So I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like anything that's like strawberries and cream. I don't know why I love it. It's good. Yeah. It paid off. It really did. It was delicious. I just know that at some point in my life, I really want to like work in or have or own whatever a coffee shop slash bookstore. Like that is just so dreamy. Slash bar. Like, it just makes me no, not a bar for me. Oh. Sorry. That might be your dream, but it's not mine. Um, I guess the cozy vibes for it's me. It's not very like a vibe anymore of my dreams. I did remember this, like, cause I was thinking about it not that long ago, but I was like, I always wanted to have a bar. But the only reason I really wanted to have a bar was really like the only reason like why I wanted to be a nurse because it's like something that you'll always have or people will always need like Mm. a nurse or like a bar like everyone drinks. Everyone will always drink. Yeah, everyone will always drink. I mean, not everyone, but like there will always be people drinking. Yeah. So it's just like I knew those would thrive. But you're actually right. A coffee shop would be so beautiful. And I know we once had like this. Um. Um, idea of like the kitty shop or like that cat shop it would be like <gasps> shaped like a cat yes <laughs> like a cat head and uh um but also like when we were beginning as lash artists and like to have a shop that had like uh our merch too because at once upon a time oh god, we yes. thought about making merch oh my god my brain is like because yeah, i totally like, forgot like i have not yeah. used those little neural maps in a while <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I know we were talking about going to school, um, but we were talking like, about going back to school, taking like, some classes. Yeah, but like even the social media, but a pottery class making dude like, ceramics, bro, wouldn't ceramics. That be so yes, fun? it would be really cool. It would be really cool. It'd be so satisfying, so gratifying. Imagine being in the same class. <laughs> we would be so <laughs> problematic. <laughs> They'd be like, "Can y'all shut the fuck up in the back, please?" <laughs> They're like, Evan, can you pick up your... <laughs> guys, <laughs> please shut up, guys. <laughs> you know what I was looking at, too? I low-key want to take, like, some kind of, like, script writing or, like, playwriting class. Mm. Like, I've always loved... I've always loved writing. Like, I've always loved... And it's, like, even if it's just journaling, like, just, like writing my, like, my little emo thoughts like it's so nice and it feels so nice and you just feel like "Mm, yes this is where i belong like in a coffee shop typing my little me 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 thoughts (laughs) and no i feel it it. you give the look with your laptop like when you pull it out it's very journalistic of you (laughs) very i'm a playwright i'm a playwright yeah i mean i'm writing my fifth bestseller book what are you doing here today (laughs) (laughs) type shit but yeah the dream yeah literally the dream well that was fun so i mean yeah we could be dreaming of it but it doesn't mean like all of these things like can't happen you know absolutely yeah so i mean we should actually look into some of those the classes aren't bad like one of them that i was looking at is a film class film appreciation or something like that and it's an hour lecture and then you have an hour lab and i was like oh my god do you get to watch a bunch of stuff and they're like oh look at this frame see how they 
did this with the light and whatever. Actually, no, that would be really good because that is something I struggled to with like when we were recording. Uh-huh. It's like I would want to know what specific angles or how to like you would manipulate a camera to do what like professional camera like mm, people do. Yeah. The only reason I'm, I guess I've always been hesitant to go to school for a specific thing is because like I fucking hate that you have to do like basics. Right. So like that would be the only thing that pulls me back. But for um, I mean, I guess maybe you're probably not the one to answer this question. But I guess I was thinking like if you wanted to take certain classes, like would you have to have those basics in order for you those classes to be available for you? Some of them no, because the ones that I was looking at, I actually got a continuing education like pamphlet sent to my home, and it was actually for my mom, which was so cute. Love that. I was like Love I can't her. imagine my cute little mom at school, but some of them you don't have to have prerequisites in order to take the class. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like. To be honest with you, like when I was looking at those classes and thinking about it, it was like, well, I'm not going for a degree. I just want to get the knowledge that I would get from this class. True. And like, you know, pay $200, boop, get my little knowledge. Yeah, $200 is not bad for class. It's not bad. Shit, I pay. I just spent like 120 at Sprouts and I like, <laughs> in that little box, everything like that was 120 was like in that box. But yeah, so I don't know. I just also love the environment being at school like a school oh my god right bro i was i have been missing that feeling for the longest time because okay so i remember um i remember this comment because it just like was burned into my mind but i was in this math i forgot what exactly it was for but it was like math financing or something like that um because like you would learn equations about like um, investments and stuff uh-huh. but it was like a basic basic class and it wasn't even the right one um, <laughs> but the professor would want to interact with the students and mm. no one interacts back like I hate those kind of classes when no one's really that interested and I get it it's math who wants to like be that a part of it but I would always blur out answers not knowing sometimes what it was <laughs> <laughs> and I remember one time like uh, I think we had went to the library or something and one girl was like, oh, my God, you're that kid who blurts out the answers. And I'm wrong. dead. Yes. <laughs> that are always wrong. That are wrong. They were not it. always wrong. But, you know, yeah, sometimes I didn't finish my calculation. I was like, oh, I forgot to do this part. And I had already obviously already. Like, ah. I was like, no, not that. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciated your interaction, though. Yeah, because I do. I do miss that environment because I would say, like, yeah, maybe I bitch about the basics, but. Like, classes that have been so gratifying for me were, like, my government class, my history class. Wow. And they were really because of the professor. Mm. They were so well, like, educated and, like, they cared about, like, expressing what they knew. And I just like that because it made you comfortable to, like, talk back to them. And you were actually learning something versus, like, going there to just waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. I did have one history professor. I think it was at TCC. Um, where he was like this older dude and he was so cute and he would literally give you a review and it's like that's the review that's going to be for the test at the end of the like not the whole thing but like you know how you would take so many tests before you take the final or whatever yeah he'd give you the review he would sit down on his desk and he would just talk he would just bring there was no like powerpoints there was no like assigned book like he would just recite all this shit to you and it wasn't even reciting per se like it didn't sound like he was just talking like this about every single event it was like you were sitting in his living room 
and he was so happy to share with you like all this stuff that he knew and it was so like he will forever be in my mind and like also every psychology class like in another dream i'm just a psychology teacher because i love psychology and i think it's so interesting and i can't not like if i hear anything if i see anything i'm gonna Hmm. like yeah, I also think that Drink comes it from up. like being lash artists because we listen to people's lives. Yeah. And we connect with them and like talk back to them and like give them advice and kind of like that. Because yeah. I feel the same way. Like I feel like a career that I would probably like to would be being a therapist. Probably not all the time, but you know. Yeah. yeah like but see, on. that's the thing is like I just love knowing this stuff and thinking about this stuff, but like without practicing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without actually being a therapist, right? Like, because yeah. I don't know that I would love being a therapist because like, I mean, we, me and you have personally talked about it, but like I can be kind of like a tough love type of <laughs> type of bitch. Yeah. And um, so I don't know that I could sit there and listen to my clients like tell me over and over and over and over and over again how they do the same thing over and over. Because I'm going to be like, girl, what are you doing, girl? I love you so much, but stop with the bullshit. Yeah. I yeah. mean. But I would love. Like if you're a professor, you're not in a mental institution, you're not being a a therapist yeah. right you are just sharing the knowledge that you have learned and helping others understand it and i would love that part minus maybe the homework i wouldn't even mind the homework i don't think i don't know but yeah all, all that to say like that one's more of a dream because i would have to go to school to get a degree to be a professor but who knows maybe later i mean yeah that's the perks of being a, a young parent is that i'm going to be done sooner and then i'm gonna have all this free time and what am i gonna do with my hands yeah i mean and we you can always pick up anything at any time yeah yeah so well if the world lasts apparently the way it's burning down (laughs) who knows it might all be over tomorrow yeah next week no i'm not i don't know i don't know i don't know morgan (laughs) i had heard that there was gonna be an alien attack and i just feel like if it's not the alien attack or if it's the government attacking, it's something. It's always going to be something. Yeah. But, like, how far is too far? Because you can only take it so far before, like, it backfires. I'm just saying. What are you talking about, though? Like, what do you mean you can only take it so far? Like, what are you referring to there? I just feel like the planet's a living thing. And, like... Well, yeah. Yeah, like, the planet is already taking so much bullshit. Like, I just feel like it's going to reach a point where it's just going to be like, you know what? You want to keep fucking my shit up? I'm going to fuck you guys all back. I mean, it's already doing that. Global warming, baby. Yeah. Eventually, it's all going to be underwater. And then it's going to go back down again. Maybe. I don't know. (sighs) It's cyclical, right? Cyclical. We just like fast forwarded through parts of the cycle. Like we like kind of like spit it up. Yeah. True. (sighs) Anyway, besides the gloom and doom... Did you want to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Sarah. I want to give a special shout out first. <gasps> let's hear it. It's to Nathan. Nathan. Nay, nay. Yeah, actually, before I hit you up about restarting the podcast again for season two, like, he was listening to a lot of our episodes. Aww. And it was part of the reason why I was like, you know what? I miss it too. He's right. Like, I miss kind of yeah. vibing out. Yeah. I know. I'm glad we're back. Yeah. I felt I felt the same way too. I was like, oh, I missed this. But I'll yeah. wait. But okay, shout out to Nene. Shout out to Nene. Sorry. I don't know if I can use your nickname, but yeah. you can. He knows. He was like, uh, 
saying how oh since we don't hang out as much like this is how i feel like i'm a part of your life oh that yeah. is so sweet <laughs> i love that okay thanks for listening nathan okay so we both went in Seoul. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant TMNT. Mayhem, and we will be spoiling probably. So, just a warning. Yeah. But okay, going into this, just know neither one of us really watched it back in the day, whether it was the live action or the animated series. Was it a series? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I was telling Morgan about this, but it was just like, I don't know, turtles. Rats, just creatures. His like, dad's a rat. <laughs> his dad's a rat. <laughs> but it was not something that I guess like I was like tailored to. Like I guess maybe I like more like not real animals, but like fake animals, like Pokemon. You know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. mythical type, like you know Harry not, Potter. Yeah, like not like real animals that are actually doing shit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> fake animals that are actually doing shit. Like a level of fantasy to it. It's like immediately you buy it because it's selling you a totally different world yeah because i mean i mean even though like t- turtle mutants that are dressed <laughs> as ninjas going around fighting crime is also pretty like you know far-fetched but. <laughs> <laughs> they had the the what is it called the radioactive goo the ooze the ooze just sounds better yeah just rolls off the time ooze. so we both went and watched the movie and it's partially it shows you their origin, like how it came to be, how they came to be mutants, um, where the ooze came from and like how their dad came to be their dad and why their dad is so insistent that they stay hidden and that they keep removed from the outside world, the human world. It shows you all of that. So the themes are kind of like they are teenagers and they do want to belong, right? The world. Yeah. They have such a curiosity about it and they can't help but like be pulled to it. Um, but you know, dad says it's not safe. So they kind of sneak it in here and there where they can. And then eventually what they interact with someone in the real world and that's kind of like yeah. their entry into it's, it it's when they're like playing with their fucking like ninja stars I'm like, oh my god yeah it's also dangerous i'm like oh my <laughs> god bro he's gonna fucking hit him in the head and it hit that girl in the head in the helmet yes yes <laughs> when she was like oh this helmet's turning out to be a really good investment yes yo <laughs> i loved it um did you notice that all the humans looked weird except for her or no no well, I loved the art style for one. Um, yes, it, I, it reminded me a lot of a uh, Spider Verse. Yes, and I was kind of thinking, I feel like Spider Verse walked, so every other fucking animated movie from then on could run. Yeah, because I feel like even Nimona from Netflix, I feel like that one is really, really stylized. But it's like, oh, so wonderful, and I loved it. Yes, Nimona was a really cool one. I love that like there are so many different styles coming out because even that scott pilgrim anime series that's coming out did you see that what no but you what? saw the movie right scott pilgrim yes i love that movie they're making an animated series it's coming out in november on netflix that is so cool and it is so cute i can't wait for you to see what it looks like but like yeah i just feel like now there are like so many different styles like yeah art styles that are being incorporated into like mainstream yeah because me and my brothers talked about that too that it's not like a very polished look like it doesn't look like crisp it looks kind of like a like a messy but like sorted 
kind of like it's like when you do a sketch and like yes yeah kind of like that but it looked it looks really good it's yeah. still like it pulls you in yeah. and that's what i've always loved about like art in general i like whenever you can tell someone made it because it's like it's not perfect you know what yeah. i mean um but yeah so definitely loved that and especially like i don't know if you noticed in the movie too there was like even parts where it was like just scribbles like whether it was like the yes. gas exhaust from like a car yes. or like stuff like that but i really i really enjoyed it i feel like personally there was a i don't i couldn't tell you what it was that was missing or that was off i do feel like something about it didn't doesn't make me want to be like oh it's a 10 out of 10 what about you oh the movie itself yeah um okay so it's like this factor of you know like spiders okay i personally would see that over and over and i feel like i wouldn't get tired right but i feel like i would see this movie again but maybe not like sometimes yeah you're not gonna be like oh my god i love this movie i'm gonna put it on again yeah like it's it's a good movie but it's not like the movie that i'm like super excited to see again yeah the, yeah but like you said i don't know what it is like you can't put a finger on it but something about it and yeah I, it was like the part where their dad which what was his name I don't know, actually. The I don't think he name. had a name. He has a name. Rizzo. Rizzo? Did That's he? my vote. Let's see. Splinter. Thank you. Splinter. Splinter. I feel like they never mentioned that, though. They did. There's no way that they didn't. A mutant rat sensei, an adoptive father of the Ninja Turtles. Okay, but I low-key loved the origin story because, like, I again, like, we never were New, fans in the yeah. past and i thought it was like it made you care and it made you see why he he was the way that he was like you saw that like he taught them to be fucking ninja assassins because like he wanted them to be able to protect themselves yeah and that is so beautiful and fatherly of him and i love that for him um minus the fear part but it was just sweet because like even when he threw them that little party he's like i'll bring it to you you know yeah and he was like this is chris <laughs> <laughs> It's Chris Pine. He's like, you can order any. Oh, it was all the Chris's. He's like, this is the best Chris. Yeah, literally. <laughs> My favorite part was when he was like, it's a restaurant. And he's like, I'll take your order. And you can order anything. But just so you know, there's only pizza. <laughs> it has to be pizza. <laughs> yeah, that was funny too. Oh, and it was Jackie Chan. I it love Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Um, but That's crazy because I almost, maybe it's just been a long time since I've like seen Jackie like in anything. I guess the last thing I saw him was, or you see him or hear him is in Kung Fu Panda movies. He was a monkey, remember? Oh my God, you're right. But like, I felt like maybe he was just making his voice a little different, but I didn't low-key recognize it, like his voice initially, immediately, if that makes sense. In this movie? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Maybe I just knew, like I knew and I was excited about it. So yeah. I was like. You paid extra attention to it. I was like, it's him. I just thought it was super super sweet i loved that part what was i talking about before that we were talking about the art style and then we were talking we were about like oh why it wasn't like clicking fully like there was this part where splinter comes to save them from the milking machine yes and i loved it because it was like you got to see it. i always love that part in like animes or like movies or whatever where the master really gets to show off, off and like flex yeah, because why I they're the fucking master i like you didn't think he was gonna like go crazy like that i didn't think yeah. go off dad i love that i love to see that too like he was just kicking ass and but there was this part i remember that i was like he was kind of stopping and i can't remember why he stopped and i was like oh is he done and it was like too long of a pause 
because then he went on and kept fighting. So I was like, what were they doing? Well, he was doing that. You know, what was what was happening during the pause? Like that was kind of it for me. I heard from someone she watched the series or the live action movies when she was younger. And she said her Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles don't need to talk about TikTok and want to belong in high school. Well, the thing with that is like they're paralleling it to like the era. You know, it's like a parallel to like yeah. now. Like I feel like back then they didn't have those things. Those are things weren't that weren't attractive to teenagers back then. Like teenagers back then didn't have TikTok. Right. They didn't want to do all those things. But it's weird that you say that like there's something missing because I feel the same way about it. It was really good. And when my brother told me it was a really good movie, I I was really excited to see it, but I was almost not fulfilled by the time right. I finished it. Not that there was anything missing with it because I feel like I even really loved their characters. Like I loved the individual ninjas. Yes. They each were like into their own thing. I love their personality types. Mm-hmm. Um, like so yeah it was just i don't know maybe it was just we're not fans of like the tn tmt that maybe like doesn't sell it fully for us maybe but i just can't pinpoint saying like what specific thing was missing for me to like make it like a 10 yeah which is great because i feel like we're always like 10 (laughs) yes and actually what i was talking about earlier um before we started recording I previously was like, oh, my God, John McFour, like 10 out of 10 fucking masterpiece, like whatever. Okay, recently it had finally come out to where I could like rent it. And I was telling my husband, like, you have to watch this, like set aside a fucking night because we're fucking watching this movie and I can't wait to rewatch it, of course. But also like you need to see this masterpiece. And we sat there and watched it. And I still love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. The music and everything. It just does it for me. But I kind of recognize maybe part of it is like the hype or something. I don't know. But I recognized like, oh, okay. So I did notice like a couple stunt people like stuttering, like waiting their turn for their fight sequence with John. And like Cody pointed out at some point the part with the stairs. He's like, I just watched that guy get killed at the bottom of the stairs. Like, why is he up here getting shot again? Like, I was like, there's no way you could recognize that stunt double. Like, no, he's crazy. He's just making shit up. But like, yeah. He should be a movie critiquer. What? He should be a movie critiquer. Cody? Yeah, he should. Um, Well, one thing that I think I've told you before, but one thing that's always vivid in my mind (laughs) is uh, I was so excited to show you guys this um, movie called (laughs) Strangers 2 because... Strangers 1 is good. Well, I don't like scary movies to begin with. But Same. Strangers 1, I guess, like, it's, like, about these people who just, like, come in. Like, you're just home and they randomly just kill you because you're home. Like, there's no purpose. They have no reason to kill you. They just do it for fun. And um, and the second one, I liked it because they're, it's the same thing. But they get their ass handed back. Like, I love a scary movie like that where, like, it's not helplessness. Like there's still some form of fighting. Like, even if you're going down, like, well, I'm taking you down with me type shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why I really like that movie. But I immediately, as soon as it started, she was like, <laughs> what was their budget for this? <laughs> like, I thought that was, it was just so funny because he's like, <laughs> just talking so much shit off the bat. I was just like, well, you could be a really you're good like, movie critique. Well, okay. Literally. Uh, but he was very kind in giving me this experience because he didn't talk shit until like, that was like the very 
that was the first and last thing he said about the movie and he never said anything negative but i could tell like he was not like super like into it like i was into it i was like yeah this part goes so hard and he's just like calmly watching but anyway it's easy to give away tens because we get excited yeah but this one for sure like i don't know what it is because again like the characters are really good really loved that each turtle had their own little like personality like i loved that leonardo was like we need to help this beautiful human like that was so cute to me i was like oh my god it was also cute seeing that he was like a goody two-shoes like oh my god yes hold on them Yes. Yes. Low-key me. And I was telling my brother that I guess like who is the red one? What is his name? Raphael. Raphael. I always thought he was the leader. But because it's like you always correlate the red color with being like the first one. Mm. Because like everything like whether it's like Power Rangers or like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Red Ranger is always like the hierarchy of the team. Right. Well, even like Digimon. Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. Like Digimon like. Ty was the main character and his Digivice had like that red orange like mm. hint to it. Yeah, so it's always like the red signifies the leader. So I guess that's why I was thrown off. Well, that, it's such like, a strong color, right? Like it demands your true because your attention. It is like fiery, and then you think of like blue, and it's more like calming because it's like water related, or, like mm. you know, cool. Like really, cool. it's just cool like that. You know who else I loved? Um, Donatello. I think that's his name was Donatello. Yes, he was a purple one, and he had the cute little voice. Yeah, and he was the one that was. I think he was the one who came up with the Attack on Titan, yes. like plan. Yes, I love that. I love that they had like modern references. I was like, this is literally. I, I know it feels weird. Like someone expressed to me one day, like, oh, I think it's weird when they talk about like modern day things in like books or like in movies this is like or the shows. Highlight of like if. This is pop culture now. Like, this is the culture now. Like, if you're not into these things, you're stuck in the past. So you're stuck in your own ways. Like, you just don't want to, like, also... You want to be a hipster so bad, basically. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to accept the change. Yeah, you don't want... And it's not even accepting the change. It's just, like, appreciating the change for the things that they are. Because, like, then you kind of miss out on these things. Like, I mean, Attack on Titans, like, is one of the best, like, plot put together, like... Mm. shows that i've seen just be based on like oh my god when shit happens it's just like it blows your mind yeah and it's just like tiktok is so popular we all spend so much time on tiktok like why do you have to have like such a negative like thing and they're teenagers they want to go to high school they want to be part of the world like yeah that's yeah. How, that's how i felt i was like yeah like if just, there's anything humans like are always going to want to belong and especially teenagers you know like yes. when you're trying to figure out who you are well actually it's um well i'm gonna get to that later but um yeah like with that aspect like you're right it is engraved in the name and like i guess i never thought about that like aspect of like them wanting to belong until i saw that movie was because at the end yeah they're cool turtles who are ninjas and like fight and stuff but they're teenagers they also have a consciousness of a teenager and like they want to be part of the world and it's like you could see that they felt different because they don't look like a person and they freak people out. And like, I mean, it's also probably the dad's like influence that makes him feel like, yeah, I'm a freak type shit. Yeah. But I mean, I get it because like the world does express itself very harshly to you, like off the bat, if you're different in any way, like you have to fit a certain criteria of what you look like or you're kind of rejected. Um, whether it's like a body type, whether it's your orientation, whether it's like, you know. 
all yeah. those things. So like I guess I could definitely see that because even when they were fighting, um, like at the end, like the monster and like the news had Super already black. like yeah the news had already like deemed them like oh they're the real bad guys like they're all attacking like yes yeah it wasn't until like she there was an automatic association yeah that they're just because they were different that they were there to also be bad guys and it's like no like it wasn't until they were corrected that like they were seen different and i do love that oh my god what was her name the girl that helped them april april i love that she had her own little like story arc too of like overcoming that fear of being on camera yeah and like doing the thing that she's like feels called to do right which is like reporting journaling or being a journalist and she got to like break the news that they are actually you know heroes heroes. yeah 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 for sure oh but another thought that i was having before i had to end that one was um the teenager just in uh just in general because i i've been recently watching pen 15 Oh my god! And uh, that show is one big ass throwback. Yes, and but it does remind you of like that was literally it reminds you so much of how you acted during that time. Oh yeah, because like there's parts of Maya that I fucking hate because I hate how she talks to her mom sometimes, and like how she is towards her mom. But it was like is she the Asian one or the white one? The Asian one. Okay. Yeah, but it also it makes me think a little bit of Celeste because like Celeste has like this like. Okay, Celeste is Morgan's daughter, but Celeste is really pretty. Like, she has, like, beautiful hair. She has just, like, gorgeous lashes, like, gorgeous features. But she has, like, the self-conscious of her that comes with being a teenager that, like, Mm -hmm. blocks your way of seeing yourself or how others see you. And it's, like, sometimes when I see her, like, behave a certain way, like, it is a teenage thing. Like, it is crazy to see. Yeah. I guess, like, Pen15 kind of gave me that example of, like yo like this is literally how i was too when i was younger like oh yeah yeah and it's so cringe to like think like why was i like this you know but we all were and that's the part that makes it more digestible i think and i feel like parenting gives me that like that edge of like i don't know to me i'm past that point of being like oh my god it was so cringy or like so whatever like even with like i know i might be like what is it called? Like, I might be, like, choking on my own words later, but I feel like I understand now because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I was this way. Like, I was this way. I get it. You know, I understand that that is just part of this phase. And it's not, like, not to take it personal, not to, like, you know, whatever. So I feel like I have this advantage of being like, okay, I get to see it in live action. I get to think back of like what I used to be and like how I used to be and what I wanted back then. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, it's just easier to not take it personally because it's hard Yeah. sometimes, especially whenever, you know, it's kind of like, a, um, I don't know. I think of like animals, I guess, like, like Maui, right? For example, my dog, he can be fearful. And when you have that kind of like fight or flight fear type response, it's like either you kill or be killed. Like he's going to attack the thing that he's unsure of, you know? And like, I feel like people in general, not necessarily just teenagers, but especially teenagers, they feel misunderstood. They feel like no one understands what they're going through. They feel alone. Well, part of the reason why I guess, like, I guess as you're saying this, like it came to my head, but it's also their environment. Now that I think about it, like, 
you know, being in that environment. Because what is Celeste considered a middle schooler? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, think back in middle school, like, what middle school middle schoolers were like to each other. What they probably see and, like, what they probably, like, absorb every day from, like, their interactions or, like, from seeing oh, the yeah. world. Yeah, so no wonder it makes you feel very much like that because it's, like, absorbing your environment that, like, pushes, like, this is how you have to be in this moment. Like, and mm-hmm. it's, like, if you don't fall into this, like, circle of what you're supposed to be, you're, like, different. You're an outsider. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And you fight to be that way, but it makes you be erratic, you know? Yeah. It's reactionary. Yeah. Reactionary. Is that a word? I don't know. I'm making it up. I don't care. You know what I mean. Yeah. No, I think it is a word. My brain is not working right now. It's okay. You know, it's funny. I don't really remember a lot of high school. Yeah. A lot of that, like, it starts, it's starting to be so foggy, like a blur. I'm just like, "Mm, I don't need it. Okay. Yeah. Same. It's like I took the file and I, like, dumped it to make more space. Yeah. For real. (laughs) I mean, they say, like, every seven years, you just, like, all your cells, like, are fully out of your system. So... I mean, we've been out of high school, what, 11 years? Oh, math. Yeah, so it's just like we're no longer the same individual. All of our cells already, like, Thank God. re-duplicated and, like, pushed out and killed the last ones. <laughs> pushed them off of a cliff. Well, are you ready to talk about other things besides TMNT? Hell yeah. Let's move on. And what do I call you? A poop. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, poop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which way are we going? Uh, we can go straight. Straight. We are doing different things. Different things. <laughs> yeah. We're knocking two birds with one stone. We're exercising and recording. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear some heavy breathing, you're welcome for yeah, the ASMR. Literally. <laughs> you know, mental health. Yeah. Plus, night walks are the best. And honestly, pretty much the only option right now in yes, Texas. Yes, literally. We were just talking about how hot it is, but isn't everybody, aren't we all just like so fucking sick of and tired of this rain, rain, this heat, this constant heat. It's like, it really, I don't know about you, but it, it just, you can't think, you can't do anything when you're out in this like type of heat. Yes. I was telling her that even in the shadows, it was so, so hot. Like a heat wave just hit me. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm not even like in direct sunlight anymore. Like, this is just like the shadow verse. <laughs> and, and, do you want to hear something? The shadow verse. I don't know if this is true. I got it from To Kill a Mockingbird, but supposedly it is supposed to be 30 degrees cooler in the shade, or maybe it's 20. But it's a pretty significant difference, is what they say. Oh, well, that was like a two degree difference. That was no. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'm like making my this mental exit strategy. If it's if this is how it's gonna be every summer, I don't know. No, but it's been a little bit more ridiculous lately because I will say like it was really this summer and the last summer that were this hot. Was it last summer too? Because like I don't remember it being like so fucking humid and now like we do get like dry heat but it has not rained yeah that too like it has not rained at all and that's what's crazy we had that one day that was like breezy 
breezy. Oh my God. I know. Actually, I was talking about that with someone today. I was like, she was like, it's like the loudest of cars. <laughs> the loudest of cars. <laughs> Big ass truck with like a whole bunch of like compartments just shaking the fucking street. <laughs> but, um, I was saying, oh, we were laughing because that one or two days, that one and a half day of like cooler weather, I I think it was still like high 80s, if not low 90s. And everyone was like, oh, my God, it feels so <laughs> delicious out here. <laughs> no, it really was. Like, I remember um, leaving work with my last client and dead ass like she even mentioned it. i was just like oh my god this breeze is amazing right now i was like <laughs> oh my god it registered in my brain too that i was like this i have not felt this and my ac is not broken it's just so hot outside that it just feels like it's broken what ac in your suite in my car oh yeah bro yeah it wasn't that it was broken i feel like a lot of us are um having that issue at that the ECU? Moment. What are we even come here to talk about, bitch? <laughs> Don't even know, bro. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the walk. <laughs> uh, oh, my stomach feels nicer though now. Is that like a little, little Gator? cluster? Oh. Okay. A cluster of ducks? No. They're moving as one. Watch. Watch. It. They're about to go through that light right there. We're currently watching this dark mass move across the water. Not towards us. That would be stupid. Look, see, that's a duck head. They're like making a chain. <gasps> now they're making another formation. I don't know. I have 20-20 vision, and I just Ivan, do not think that that is He's wearing the thickest glasses right now. I don't want you to take anything he says seriously. Um, My doctor said I had better than 20-20 vision with my glasses on. 20-20-20-20 vision. Cupid hit me with a vision. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how this one goes. I don't know. That looks really long, Morgan. It looks like one long thing. It's ducks. Ducks don't look. Is it a giant duck? It's a chain of ducks. Like they're all together. Like how babies follow the. Look, see? Now you can tell they're separate. It's multiple ducks. It's not a single duck. No, but that's not a duck. That's not a duck. No. That's a bird. Yeah. I guess ducks are birds. They are. <laughs> this is now a nature podcast. Wow. Look, it's a bird. <laughs> look, look at the reflection. Look at the reflection. And like, if you just like see the reflection in outer space, doesn't it look crazy? It does. That looks trippy as fuck. It's so still. Yeah. I kind of want to jump into the lake now. What if you saw like something in the reflection but you didn't see it in real life what would you do right now that happens all the time to you wait it's happening right there no it's just not the right angle or something no why is that glowing Look, see no why is that glowing right I there stop do you see that light yes it's not reflecting above now it's making noise what if that was a portal stop hey do you remember that one time we went to Cedar Ridge and the sun went down and we were like, we're like, what's that sound? Why does it sound like it's following us? And then you said something about the the crows being witches. Remember that? Yeah, actually. But the only reason I said that was because one time me and my brother 
and David oh, I'm scared. went I don't camping. Hear this story right now. We went camping. Oh, and, wait. Your brother went? Yeah, my brother Diego. And uh, it was like Eisenhower. Like, yeah, I, I remember that. It was yeah. not long ago. Yeah. And like my brother was disrespecting nature. And then this whole, this owl literally followed us all the way back, like literally for two miles. Oh, my God. And he's keeping tabs. Yeah. So I don't know. In Mexican culture, we have this thing called La Lechuza, which La Lechuza does sound for like an owl. But it's also like a witch that turns into an owl. And a lot of people that live in the countryside in Mexico believe that, you know, if a lechuza is above you, it's most likely a witch. But that was a different sound. I'm scared, mommy. The stillness of the woe. It smells like caca. Anyways, welcome to Continent Chill. This is our content dump part. This is the chill. Yeah, oh. this is the chill of the woe, of the scary part. Oh, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? <sighs> and I know you've seen some. <laughs> yes, I have. I don't know why guys that I date have always like enjoyed scary movies. Like they just all love them. Actually, a lot of gay people in general. Really? Maybe it makes them feel something. But um, not that that was shade. But um, <laughs> you're the exception. <laughs> I just don't like them. No, I don't, same. I don't like the feeling of being like spooked. Like I never understood like people who would want to go watch like um, the Jason movies or like um, the Freddy Krueger movies. Like, ew, gross. Freddy's ugly as fuck. And <laughs> he comes out of your dreams. No, thank you. Yeah, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah, it doesn't. And I also don't like those concepts because it's like. It's like a helpless scenario where, like, you don't have a win scenario. Yes. Yes. It's very, like, helplessness type vibes, and I don't vibe with that. Like, if I'm about to be killed, I at least want to go out with a bang. Maybe kind like a bang? Yeah, maybe, like, I impelled you with something. Oh, I see. Yeah, like... Like, you died fighting back. Yeah. But you had, like, a small win. Or, like, you know, yeah. Before like, you died. Maybe a definitive blow that after he... If after I died, he's going to die later. Ooh, because yeah. Of that blow. I like that. Yeah. So, scariest movie? Oh, um, there was this movie. Well, it's not as scary, I guess, anymore. It was called Martyrs. That one Ooh. I thought was pretty scary because it was like this traumatized girl. And now that I think about it more, I'm less scared. But it was because she was tortured. All these people were tortured to the brink of death Ugh. because they were trying to force them to see into the afterlife. And part of the movie towards the end actually is very interesting because it ends with like the girl being skinned alive what? and she dies. Yes. She oh, dies. I got scared of that dog. <laughs> she dies for like a certain amount of time and comes back and tells about what happens in the afterlife. And then what? They kill her out of mercy? Um, I don't know. The person who, like, she whispers it to is, like, a nun who is, like, has to report back to all these rich people that are, like, funding this program. Because I think that's what happens. Like, they just... Why is this nun involved? They just... Well, I think it's a front, but... Oh, how upsetting. Yeah, very upsetting. But they just kidnap children and kidnap people in general. It's called the martyrs? Martyr, yeah. They, oh, martyr? 
they kidnap people basically and like force them to that brink of death. I keep looking over my shoulder. I'm so creeped out right now. Really? You're so creeped out? <laughs> I'm so creeped out. Well, because then I'm sitting here. I When I asked you the question, it makes me think, what is my answer, you know? Yeah. So I'm like scary imagery, scary feelings. And then you're talking about this horrible thing. Well, actually, I was talking about that with my client, not Mars in general, but she mentioned this funny thing to me that was like, I want to be, she said, I want to be free like you. I want to leave like my corporate job so I could be free like you. I'm tired of these shackles. <laughs> and um, it just got me thinking and yeah. I like tossed it back at her and I was like, girl, we are never free. Like the shackles will always remain. And I was like, even though it sounds like a really dark thought, but the only shackle that forces pure release is death. No more bindings, if you think about it. There's no binding to it. I mean, even with like us being like freelance, like entrepreneurs, like we still got bills, like things still like cost. You still have to do things to live. Like it's not like, oh, just because you do your own business thing, like you're free from like what? Oh, yeah, obligations. all obligations, basically. I see. She was like, I'm going to write that on a shirt. Well, that's a way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's something to look forward to when you die, I guess. I guess so. It's not truly nothing purely bad. But then again, I don't feel like I'm that scared of dying. You know, speaking of which, I had just watched. Damn it. I don't remember what it's called. I'm going to look it up because otherwise I'm going to say I'm going to say the title wrong. And I don't want to do that. The Ghibli. Arietti, the borrower. The borrower. The secret world of Arietti. Oh, secret Ari world of Arietti in North America is what Wikipedia says. That movie, I know you said it's been a long time since you've seen it. Um, it's based off the borrowers, which they had their own like American movie. Did you see that? It's like a live action? No. Tom Felton's in it, the one who plays Draco. Sweet little baby. Malfoy? Yeah, he's he's really young in there. Um, but it's based off the same concept, the same book, The Borrowers. And they're just like these tiny people that borrow stuff to where the humans aren't supposed to really notice because it's not really like stuff that they need or that they need that. The borrowers don't need that much to survive off of, you know? Yeah. But do you remember that she becomes friends with that boy who's and that's his aunt's house and he's sent there because his parents are so busy with work and he has such health problems that he needs a constant caretaker wow i kind of completely obliterated that from my mind and he, over that. yes and it's so like i mean not that it wasn't interesting like i was like the minute we started it it didn't take long for me to be like okay i'm invested but there's this scene where they go to this meadow and it's very like Twilight-esque as far as like a beautiful flowery meadow and they're spending time together there and he does this like speech about how like he's not scared of dying and that if you think about it everyone's going to die and it's just something that's inevitable and it's just kind of crazy because like he he himself was trying to like came to accept that or came to like ponder all of that to the point of acceptance because he himself was like troubled having, by those conditions yeah i had the it was a heart condition and he doesn't say exactly what it is but then he's like 
and I'm having a surgery next week and it's probably not going to help. And that was like the most like, oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, not with that attitude. I no, just but... like it, it, I was like instantly tears welling up. I was like, God damn, not this kid. Like he doesn't have his parents there and he's like accepting his death and he's just so fucking. Yeah, I mean, I'll say like, why is that is probably also like a hard thing to do and i'll give him his props because if you think about it too for it to be a child who accepts this concept of like passing because he knows his condition and has like this awareness but apart from that is also like the people who are that you depend on as a kid are your parents and like to not have either or because they're too busy for you oh that must be like pretty hard you know dude that's what i'm telling you and like oh my god it like good ending it's like not the perfect ending that i feel like everyone wants but what's funny is um okay so at the end of it i'm like bawling and cody's like doing some research and turns out that the american version the dubbed version has a difference in ending than the japanese version um, the Japanese version, it just ends where it ends. And because it's kind of like a montage of you seeing like spoiler of Arietti and her family like leaving. They're leaving the house like the whole movie. They are threatening to leave because the boy realizes that they're there and they're not supposed to be known to humans because it could be, you know, their downfall of their species is being decimated by humans. And he ends up helping them, but even though it's like he ended up helping them, but they still have to leave to be safe, you know? Yeah. And so you see them leave. And in the American version, there's this monologue happening while they're leaving. And it's him saying like a year later, he came back to that to his aunt's house and he was happy to hear that the neighbors were talking about some small supplies missing. And you know, indicating that they are not far, that they, you know, survived. And then you're also getting an indication that he survived the procedure. He's doing better. Back. Yes. And then the Japanese version, you just see them leave each other at the end. They have this beautiful friendship and then they part ways and that's the end. Gotcha. I feel like that's a very Western. Oh, my thing. God. For sure. I love, yeah. love that you said that. Yeah. To like give it a happy ending. Which, I mean, you know, perspective-wise, life is very like that. Like, you could choose whatever perspective you want. And you could have a happy ending in every scenario, well, I guess. Maybe not every scenario, but... It's just that the Western one was more so, like, that perfect... It gives you, like, that consoling... The consoling hug at the end is what it kind of... You know? Yeah, I feel what you're saying. Because part of me was, like, fucking crying so hard. Because I'm like, they're fucking leaving... And she'll never know if her friend survived. He probably fucking died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, just me. <laughs> wow. I definitely have to see that movie again. Oh, sure. it's so wonderful. And yeah. Amy Poehler and Will Arnett are voices in there. Amy Poehler, who is That's Leslie? Her... Nope. Yeah. She gotcha. plays the mom's voice. Will Arnett plays the dad's. Who's Will Arnett? That's her husband. He's part of the Smartless podcast. I don't even know oh. if you've ever listened to it, but no, 
He's great. He also did the voice of Lego Batman. Hi, <laughs> Batman. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you remember that episode where Leslie goes on that blind date with the guy who does, like, the MRI? And he's like, stop moving. Yeah. And he asks her a question. That's, that's, that's him. him. Wow. That's her ex-husband. They have kids together. Oh, uh, ex-husband? Yeah. Damn. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I was kind of like, you know, how, like, in The Office... Um, Carol was Michael Scott's actual, yes. like, wife in real life. And, I like, love that. She was in the show. I thought that was kind of cool. But uh, what is your scary movie? My scary movie? The scariest movie I've ever experienced has definitely got to be The Ring. Like, that movie fucking haunts me, bro. I still, to this day, cannot, like, ooh, like, if there's, like, a thumbnail of it, especially around Halloween, you know, they, like, all the streaming platforms, they're like, here's your spooky lineup. Dresses as the ring girl. I mean, you go right ahead. Samara, Samara. Oh, I've never seen it. For real? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I growing up, those were never, like, a tailored choice for me to oh, watch. Oh, my God. I fucking hate it. It's low-key so dumb. Like, the concept is so dumb. It's that if you watch this tape... Yeah, you die in seven days. Yes. And she comes out of the fucking TV, but, like, their faces are so fucked up. The noises are creepy. The visuals are fucking... Ugh, I just hate it, bro. Ooh, you know what movies I hate it? What? Uh, the Final Destination movies. Yeah, I would never watch that. Yeah. Like, there was one scene I remember vividly, and it was this guy that I was working out, and he was, like, bringing, like, these, like... I don't know if they were like a form of like chest press, uh-huh. um, but like somehow the cables like released and like the whole weight, both of the weights like pummel his head in the oh center and blow. God. Yes, but it's like that is what I hated. I hated like shit like that, gory. Yes, that happens so like crazily. Like you just suddenly die, so unexplainably, and it's like the worst kind of way ever. I hate those, like, absurd type ones. Like, one time we watched Drag Me to Hell, me and Cody. And I don't even know why. Because, again, like, that I don't even like these types of movies. I don't know why I keep watching them. <laughs> but Drag Me to Hell, there's this part where, like, this bitch gets, like, something falls on top of her head that's really heavy. And when it smashes the top of her head, her fucking eyeballs shoot out. And I was like, but why? <laughs> but why <laughs> that reminds me of a uh, uh evil dead Bitch. has risen or something i don't know it was like yeah. this recent movie. evil dead rising yes so the concept is basically like you find this book and you enchant the enchantments inside bye and like, Lynn, who would do that white people <laughs> sorry that's fine <laughs> literally but those who were the ones that did it in the movie and True. um it was a uh, it releases, like, this spirit that takes over, like, basically someone oh, near it. I'm so creeped out right now. I, like, turned around so fast. <laughs> I know. I saw. <laughs> it takes over someone that is nearby. <laughs> and, like, they just, like, have to kill a certain amount of people to, like, release this demon. Well, at least that's what the first one was about. The second one was a little, like, different. But. Ew, there's two? I thought that was, like, the first of its kind. I don't know. No. I was, like, David took me to watch out of the movies. And I was screaming, like, <laughs> I was, like, covering my eyes, like, in the fetal position. I'm not kidding. This, like, this latest one? Yes, and there was people, like, above us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were laughing at me. But it was but funny because care. it was so absurd at some points, too. 
like the demon would just do funny shit <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> help but like laugh too you're like so okay. i just felt like a sociopath like with the mixed emotions of like chaotic fear to the extreme <laughs> and like giggles too it's just like elevated energy yes that is hilarious Ugh. you know what's funny what this is how creeped out i get by like this shit okay and it's just because, like, I can, like, make myself imagine. I can put myself in any situation, like, in my imagination, right? Yeah. And I hate that. And that's why I think it affects me so much. Because I'm just, like, you can just watch it for entertainment value, Morgan. But I'm, like, also thinking about what it must be like. Anyway, I saw this TikTok. And it was, like, these girls showing all these weird, creepy fucking things in their Airbnb that they rented. Like, they couldn't come through the front door. And when they got inside, they found that all these rooms had all these little, like, small holes in the closets so that you could, like, there was, like, a tunnel system throughout the house. And so I looked at the comments because I was, like, so fucking creeped out. And they were, like, this is dead ass the plot of Barbarian. And I'm, like, what is Barbarian? So then I fucking, this is all, like, in the morning, like, 8 in the morning. So I Google Barbarian. Um, I think it came out last year. It has Bill Skarsgård in it. Skarsgård. Skarsgård. And it's about, it's like the same concept. Uh, This woman comes to an Airbnb she booked, finds out that Bill Skarsgård is already there. Whoever books the Airbnb double booked. And then it leads, it's just this horror movie. And it just like, uh, it goes to these absurd lengths. Like you find out there's this tunnel system beneath the house and there's this like creature called the mother and she's like a product of like incest and rape and like oh my god it's just so disgusting and like it even said like there's a scene that she force feeds force feeds like breastfeeds forces forces breastfeeding force breastfed yeah forced breastfeeding on someone and i'm like that is just so upsetting like i cannot believe that there's a visual out there of this (laughs) take my milk (laughs) milk me milk me like uh teenage mutant ninja turtles literally but yeah this is me reading the wikipedia thing and like i'm like oh my god that's fucking crazy but that's fine and then i'm like okay cool move on with my day and of course at night in my house I start thinking about it. So then I'm starting, then I'm freaking out. I'm freaking myself out. I'm so creeped out in my own home. And I try to talk to Cody about it. And the more I talk about it, the more creeped out I get. So I was like, ah, I made a mistake. (laughs) That's how bad it gets for me. Yeah, I can see why you don't like scary movies. I don't like it, bro. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I take it back. The Martyrs was not the scariest movie. I don't know what the scariest movie for me was anymore, but I don't like them. They're not my favorite genre to watch. Give me beautiful visuals. Give me animation. Give me colors. Give me happiness. Give me joy. Give me love. Give me romance. Even give me, like, grief. I'd rather take the heaviness of, like, sadness. Bella on the second movie of Twilight. Missing Edward. Oh, my God. I did low-key hate that. Even the first Sex and the City movie, there's a part where, like, he leaves her at the altar. And bitch, it's over after that, right? But, oh my god, she is, like, so depressed. It's like Bella, second book, level depressed. And I can't even really watch the movie because I fucking hate that part. She, like, sleeps all day. She, like, 
shuts all the curtains, doesn't eat, doesn't wear any makeup, which is fine, but you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> I never wear makeup, so. Anyway. You know a movie that I am looking forward to that is technically a horror movie, though? What? Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's coming out. Uh, it should be in October, I believe. Those weird robot animatronic yes. looking things yes bro and the whole reason why is because it has like this whole nostalgic like connotation to it really why because um i think it might have been lumi and kaden i don't know who brought it to celeste's attention but she was kind of young and it was like kind of that fascination where it's like you're so scared like it's so creepy but you can't look away so fast I know this car. It would absolutely murder us. I wish I knew magic. I would do the Avada Kedavra spell. See where it crashed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that with like the... I'm like, oh, thank God I don't have like telekinesis. Because I would absolutely like whip that car into the sky. <laughs> or like, like just like, not even do that. Just like, oh. do something to like the bottom part of like the car where you just like halt it. Uh-huh. It would in itself, like... Oh, there's a toad. Sorry. Spin what? itself. It's <laughs> 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 like a you. Spin itself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got it in the middle of your devious plan. <laughs> it's okay, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a toad. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone can be truly evil like me. No. I get too distracted. <laughs> wow my hips are kind of giving oh uh, i wish everyone could see this no for real. <laughs> <laughs> what else darling i don't know what this segment turned into but you I know love it we let we were here for it it's their nature exercise scary movie extravaganza experience yeah i've never been like scared on and a recording walk- podcast. Yes. We're literally walking in a suburban neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just because we're talking about all these scary things, I feel so insane. That is so funny. <laughs> That's why, like, I, for the most part, I got over it as soon as we passed it. <laughs> because I wasn't even scared, to be honest. And I just see you, like, fidgeting randomly, like, when you turned around really fast. Like, I was like, what are you doing? Are you still scared? Yes. <laughs> Insane. Like I go into fight or flight and it just like my brain can't go back to the normal life. Wow. Your <sighs> cortisol levels must be off the charts. I know, but it's weird because I'm also like walking, right? I'm getting my exercise and it's like so nice to be outside. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's bouncing out. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I need this yeah. too because I feel like now that I'm conscious about my foot hurting, it's because I feel like I need to like walk better. Like, I feel like I walk a little slanted. Does that make sense? Like, well, this me... sidewalk is slanted too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're <Ow>. in Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. I realized the more I wear Crocs, the more my foot hurts. So maybe the Crocs are the problem. <laughs> Whoever said they were comfy, well, they're, it's true, they are. I but... feel like it's for standing, not uh, walking, right? Or no? I don't know. Do nurses wear them while they're working the whole shift? Yeah, I've seen a lot of nurses work. Um, like in the OR, like with Crocs, doctors, I see them work. Crazy. Yes, crazy, very crazy. 
Is there anything else we want to shout out to? <sighs> yes, actually. Let's hear it. Um, I recently read. Well, I didn't read. Books. I heard books. Scholar. Scholar things. Well, I heard it on audible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like reading. And, no, uh, You're still reading. You're still imagining. Enough on the anticipation. <laughs> the book is The Alpha Sun. And obviously, I just think my social medias have this algorithm of how gay I am because uh, the... they just like this came up in my Instagram, like for an audible book. And uh, it's called The Alpha Sun. And uh, what is it about? Okay. So basically, it's about. Damn, I even forgot his name. I think his name was Nick. Or maybe I'm just thinking of You're Nick. You're just obsessed with Nick. <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> No, his name was Max. You're right. I'm obsessed with Nick. It's because, okay, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit, but hear me out. Oh, my God. This is what I was telling Morgan in a voice memo. Or was it in person? It was in person. It was in person. Okay. The reason I'm in love with Heartstoppers is because of Nick. What I like about it was how forward Nick is, even... In the conundrum of him going through, like, finding out his sexuality and, like, kind of having a panic attack of, I do like this guy that I'm spending so much time with. He is, like, so forward about it. He, like, expresses that he likes him. He, like, holds his hand. He hugged him for the first time, told him he looked hella cuddly. Oh, my God, that scene. And then when he <laughs> kissed him, he was so... He admitted that he would kiss someone who wasn't a girl. And it was just like, wow, wow. He really is that guy. So basically, just... you think your turn on is good communication, straightforward <laughs> communication. Yes, yes. It's very that. Like, be about it type yeah, bitch. Yeah, it's being like, sure, that like, this is what you want. But he's also so caring. Oh, my God. He's just like the whole spectrum of like the best men out there anyways the alpha <laughs> <laughs> what the alpha sun is about oh is basically about this boy named max and his friend um katie they are werewolves and they live in the human world basically yeah. but uh every year they send out these invites to like this camp and um the whole purpose of the camp is like all the wolves that have not found their significant other or like their significant parent did they call it imprinting or did they just call it parent it is a form of imprinting but i forgot they didn't call it that i don't think so gotcha um but that's what it reminded me of just like imprinting and um you basically are there you're invited to find your mate and it's like a specific moon i think they call it the blue moon it's like this big giant moon and yeah they get the invitation they go there and when one of those nights, the moon is at its, like, biggest. And that's where, like, they have the run. And in that one, it's kind of like in Twilight, too. Like, where where you're, when you're human, you turn full into, like, a full-ass, like, wolf. And... Ooh. Yeah, but they have a... They're pretty descriptive. Like, they say, like, as your bones break and, like, transform. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, so basically, it sounds like it's a process. Like, a painful process to actually just fully transform. Yeah, for real. Um... But worth it. Yes, but worth it. I just really liked hearing the book. And it made me really curious about other franchises. Just because of how, like, the description 
really like pulls you in even though it's a book you're like there's such a vividness with the feeling too yeah um because the level of detail that you get yes oh my god there was one scene where max made his max met his mate which is the alpha sun and they were in this clearing and he said like all of a sudden like it felt as if all the trees were spinning it was like a pool that was pulling me towards him his fur was so magnetic girl i was like i was going through it in that moment okay like I you just, were there i was you there. were him i was you him. were experiencing the magnetic yes. pool my body was tingling okay Aww. i just felt like man i can't even imagine what this must actually feel like even though it's made up i'm just like what this feeling must feel like in actuality like apparently an imprinting of that is like so strong it's so hard to define yes but basically he finds his mate, which is the Alpha Sun, and the Alpha Sun kind of rejects him. But it makes kind of sense because the Alpha Sun is like gonna be the head of the pack eventually. Mm. So he is like sought out to have a Luna, which is like the female pairing. Ah. Yeah, so I mean, if you think about it, that was really the whole thing. He kept rejecting him, even though he felt these feelings, he wasn't sure if the Alpha Sun felt the same way back. Gotcha. Um, but at the end, it turns out he felt the same way. It was just like... He knew what was expected of him. Yeah, the burden of like, being the leader of the pack, having to take care of everyone. Because you also end up meeting his the actual Alpha of the pack and like how much of a hard ass he was on his son oh, about yeah. being perfect, about being like this perfect son so he could eventually be enough to inherit right um but i mean in all honesty tale as old as time yes but it makes sense i mean you saw in certain scenes or like in certain parts of the book where you know all the things that the alpha really had to carry and all the things the alpha was in charge of and like you do think about it and i mean as his son he must have lived a hard life even though it's like full of luxury they have the biggest house the biggest estate Demo they have party. like yeah they have cars on cars he's like crazy build you know like it comes at a price because the responsibility is so much higher than what like all these things mean you know mm. but i don't know it wasn't that great of an ending because he admits he loves him he has feelings for him back and he just can't be with him because he feels like it's too dangerous for him to be like his partner because I mean, he was already kidnapped once in the midst of the book. Oh, so it's like it's like the comic book superhero conundrum, too, of like, I put you at risk by being with you. Yes, because he is like, he would be the alpha eventually. Mm. And I mean, um, eventually the dad also finds out that because the dad the whole time didn't know that they had basically imprinted and that was his son's actual mate. Because, well, it's not imprinting. It's, you know when you're around them, who your person is. So like if I passed by and like I tapped you, it was like time slowed down. Like I felt every single like feeling ever as I like just graced you. That's how they basically described it. And even being in your person's presence was like so magnetic and electrifying that it was just 
like too much to even handle. But apparently you could break it. If you bite someone on the neck, you release like the hold that like that bond has. Did you bite him? No. Um, because when well, he, he was, should've. when Max was kidnapped, um, this girl that was obsessed with the Alpha Sun wanted him to imprint on her and bite her so like she could be his Luna. Mm. Yeah. But that's when the dad found out that, oh shit, that's my son's mate. And he accepted it. He, the dad also accepted it. So I, I was just tripped out by the fact that the Alpha Sun still was like, nah. nah, fam. Like, I do have those feelings for you, but you gay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no sequel or nothing? Um, as far as I know, not really. Okay. But it was like eight hours or so. Damn, I knocked those out like within a day, to be honest. I was so hooked. I could not mm -hmm. stop listening to it. Aw. I also read a, a little romance. Um, I went on this website. I can't even remember what it's called <laughs> still. And I did it I did it today, too. Bookify? It's not Bookify. It's Book 30. Oh. Uh, Bookfinity. Bookfinity, you can go. Bookfinity.com. You can go and take it like a little quiz and it doesn't take long and it identifies what type of reader you are. Like, for example, mine was like it has like three points and it says that I'm a modern romantic, Same. Um, young at heart. Um, so like young adult type shit. And um, <laughs> my other one was cool mom, but I can't remember what I chose to make it say that. That was pretty specific because I feel like I got modern romance, but I kind of forgot the other ones. Mm, um, okay. Though I didn't, I don't know. I feel like it didn't have, I wish it was like multiple choice. It would let you pick like multiple things, mm. not just one answer. Because I feel like I was a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. But my book was, the first book that it suggested for me was called The Bride Test. And that one I got on Kindle. And it was really, really cute because I like my, okay, so I like my romantic whatever, whatevers, like Colleen Hoover, right? Some of them, eh, some of them, like, I will read all of those with a grain of salt because sometimes there are these things that are just so, like, unbelievable that I just can't buy into it. Like, I kind of, like, roll my eyes because it's kind of so cheesy or it's so, like, oh, you know? Yeah. Ugh. But this one, um, The Bride Test, and it's called The Bride Test because it follows these two Vietnamese characters. One of them is Vietnamese-American. One of them is, like, straight from Vietnam. And so it has that, like, nice bit of, like, culture in it. But the male protagonist, I guess, he is on the spectrum, and he has Asperger's, and his mom is trying to matchmake him and so she ends up going <laughs> going to Vietnam to find contenders for him. And she stumbles upon the main character. Her name is, it's interesting because she has a Vietnamese name. And then whenever she comes to the U.S. on a visa, she gets to choose like her American name. So her American name is Esme. And she, she stuck. Like Esme? Like Esmeralda, <laughs> but yes, basically. <laughs> but anyway, she is trying to matchmake for her son and she finds 
Esme, the main character. And so you're, she tells her, you can come to America, give it a summer. And if by the end of it, like he does not want to marry you, then, you know, you can always go back home. But I guarantee you, there's something about you. I just know that he's going to like you. And it's you watching her try to like accomplish this goal because she has a, she, you find out she's a single mom. She's trying to like make a better life for her daughter. So she has like this goal in mind, but then she actually ends up like loving, falling in love with him or caring about him in the sense that he has very specific routines. He has very specific, like specific, like sensory um, demands. Like you can't surprise him by like reaching out and grabbing his hand. You have to like touch his like grab his sleeve first and then you have to have firm pressure when you touch him. He doesn't like light touch. Oh. You know? That's cool. Yeah. And like for instance, like I think the first time that you see his character, he's at a funeral for one of his best friends and he like can't cry. And so he and he overheard somebody describe him as like, well, he's not capable of like feelings. So he kind of comes to believe this. Like he's like, I'm not capable of feeling these feelings, even though throughout the book, you get both of their insight, both of their perspective. You see that he has feelings. He just can't like identify them yeah. you know, and understand what he's feeling because there's a part where he's like really, really depressed. It's um, that friend's death anniversary. And he thinks he's sick because his body feels a certain way. But really, it's just that he is like feeling this grief so hard that he can't like function, function normally. Yeah. Wow. So it's actually it was actually so, so good. And like even though the grounds of like the beginning of the story, like her being picked to matchmake with this guy is kind of like unkosher the ending like definitely makes up for that oh you finished it yeah definitely yeah, yeah sometimes books be just too good yeah that was like what got me back on my my reading because i was kind of like on this strike after i finished rereading the hunger games and i was so depressed and upset i was just like oh fuck this i don't give a shit about anything else i don't want to read a book ever in my life again ever again no, I think I had read some other Colleen Hoover book, but then I was like, mm, that's okay. I'm done. But yeah, reading girlies. Literally. The outro. 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 Hey, guys. Hey. 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 Yeah, thank thanks. you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thanks. Yeah, hey. You know what? Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? Thanks. <laughs> Why are we so stupid? <laughs> but you know what? Thanks. But also, thank you. <laughs> because gratitude. Yeah. A wholesome emotion of expression. Thanks. <laughs> episode we should release this for the episode <laughs> here it is the thanks. outro thanks a lot <laughs> i was like sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
<laughs> but anyway, for else though, like thank you. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Yes. And listening to us. Yeah, because we- what? <laughs> Who would? <laughs> Just kidding. Y'all would. Thanks for being here. <laughs> it's like insulting them. <laughs> And it's holding us. I know. Oh, like man. a double whammy. The double deprecation. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming to our podcast. This has been Content and Chill. This has been Content yeah. and Chill. Delusion. Delusional. <laughs> if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and turn on the alerts yeah, so the that notifications. So you can know every time a new episode is released. Which will be every two weeks. Every two weeks. Next time, hopefully, we will have seen Blue Beetle. Yes, definitely. The bluest of the beetle representing Mexican culture. Shout the fuck out. Literally. If you want to follow us on Instagram, on our socials, you can follow me on Instagram at Soul Honey. No, it's X Soul Honey. No, it's Soul X Honey. Actually, it's Exo, Exo Honey. I looked it up the other day. No, you didn't. I did. It's not. It's Soul X Honey, isn't it? <laughs> now you're making me wonder. It's... You're fucking lying to me. <gasps> you're right. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know my name. How come my link tree is different? Stupid. <laughs> I'm changing it right now. I wonder if I can do just Soul X Honey. Probably not. That's probably why I put the eggs. Oh my god, you're fucking right. Ugh, forget it. Discard changes. <laughs> Ugh, I'm devastated right now. I really didn't know. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at xsoulxhoney. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm sorry. I'm just not realizing I have an X at the beginning of my name. I'm pretty sure if you looked up Soul X Honey, it would work, right? No, it's going to show the other bitch. Okay. It's X as in X-ray, Seoul as in South Korea's capital, S-E-O-U-L, X, X X-ray, honey, like what bees make. Yeah. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at cloud, like the clouds. (laughs) (laughs) cloud.nxs we love you (laughs) thank you for coming thank you for coming I'll see you next time I'll see you in two weeks bye and again we appreciate you for being here so thanks for listening bye thanks thanks thanks